Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome back to another 49ers Rush Podcast, and again, this is going to continue our second podcast where we break down the 49ers loss in week one to the Minnesota Vikings, a fight that we came up short on. We lost 16-14, to but I will tell you this. Our defense played pretty well. This was There's a lot to take away from this game. So as we go through and break this down, I just want you to understand, man, this overall, we saw some great things in some areas that we really needed some help. So just stay tuned. for. We'll go through. We'll name our MVP. We'll go through kind of stock up, stock down, some things that we need to be concerned about. And then we will even look forward a little bit into our matchup next week. Now, one more thing I do want to bring up. We do have the 49ers Rush DFS competition on FanDuel. If you have not gotten into this, we filled all 100 spots last week. So I just want to say shout out to that. That was awesome. The winner got themselves a free 49ers Rush t-shirt, which was great. It's a $2 competition. And if you sign up with more than $5, you get you get 20 bucks for free. So you sign up for 5 you get 20 for free. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash 49 rush fanduel.com slash 49 rush uh you just sign up it's a two dollar competition the winner gets fifty dollars man go out there it's a lot of fun it's pretty cool i got destroyed i think i got 60th <laughs> spot so that's what it is but go out there sign up if you haven't already and man it's just a fun way just to kind of compete and see who wins there so Real quick, let's get into kind of the overall drives that our defense was able to kind of confine them to and where we got hurt. We came out, man, so awesome. Uh, they punted on the very first drive. They got three first downs, and DeForest Buckner got a sack. Um, in, in case you don't know, DeForest Buckner, and I wanted to start with the drives because he is the MVP of this game. He got two and a half sacks. It should have been three, but they halved one of the staff statistically with Ronald Blair 
just an absolute beast game and our biggest weakness going in all offseason was getting to the quarterback and if you look at DeForest Buckner last year three sacks is all he had all last year the one thing that he could not do he was always in the backfield he's a beast but he never could kind of finish and seal the deal. Uh, well, if week one's any indication, two and a half sacks in one week is beyond impressive from the defensive tackle position. Just an absolute great game. And the runner-up for MVP is going to be Fred Warner. I would have no issue saying that he was the best player. He balled out. We will talk more about him later. But again, I mean, if I'm doing defensive player of the year rankings for the entire NFL, DeForest Buckner's in the top five. You know, Fred Warner played amazing for his first start in the NFL. It was incredible. But sacks are what win the game. Uh, that is huge. So, uh, first drive, they punt after the DeForest Buckner sack. Then uh, their offense gets a, four, a field goal on the second drive after, again, another three down, first down drive. So, back-to-back, uh, -back, they came out quick. Third drive, they throw a touchdown to Diggs after a very short field after a turnover. Then, here we go, Fred Warner comes out on the fourth drive and forces a fumble on an all-out effort play. Just absolutely incredible. And then they end the first half. They are trying to march down the field as time expires with a DeForest Buckner sack. So that was the end of the first half. They got five drives, um, one touchdown, and one field goal. So 10 points after that. Then, the second half, they come out, they punt after one first down. That was the Buckner and Blair half sack each. Then, Jaquiski Tart gets beat by their tight end. Rudolph for a touchdown. Tart was in good position. He just didn't make a play on the ball. Eighth drive, they punt after one first down. And then, we finish up with uh, the ninth and tenth drive, three and outs. And a punt after Solomon Thomas gave them a free first down on probably the worst play of the whole game. The fourth and one, they do the good old freeze play where they have no intention of snapping the ball. They go out there, they motion three times and just dummy count, trying to see if somebody can get out there and jump off sides. And they call it dummy count for a reason. And Solomon Thomas was the dummy on this one. He jumped off sides and gave them a free first down basically limiting any chance we had at tying the game or winning the game. So, and that was the last drive of the game. So that's what that is there. So, a couple things. Turnovers. Uh, we, You can't lose <laughs> the turnover ratio to a great team like the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we forced one, and that was it. That was on the forced fumble by Fred Warner. And what happened was, you know, <laughs> Sherman comes in and gets it, but that's it. We gave up four. We got one. That is not acceptable to beat a good team like this. It, it just doesn't work. The one thing that I will say, however, is sacks. We got three sacks for 24 yards. That is a manageable number for this defense that you've got to take away. If we get three sacks a game, we're going to be okay. The problem was there were several times last year where we received zero sacks at all in a game and it's hard to win that because we're not a very turnover prone team on the defensive side we don't force a lot of turnovers so without that you've got to get sacks you cannot be devoid of both those categories sacks and turnovers and if that's the case you're just going to be on the short end of the win column so you know you got to be happy about the sacks but again uh, the, the interceptions and fumbles, we've got to step up our game. And I think that will happen, especially with Richard Sherman back there. He was great. So before I get into 
every single player on the defensive side and break everything down. Uh, we have a new sponsor at the 49ers Rush Podcast. Things are going good here. Really appreciate everybody subscribing and downloading. And with that, we get sponsors. So um, our new sponsor is my bookie. So um, people ask me all the time about betting and stuff, and I usually stay away from it unless it's something that I know, uh, one that I trust, and if I know what to bet on, which I don't make bets every week. Uh, but but whenever I do, I use my bookie. You got to check them out. M Y B O O K I E. And the main reason why I use my bookie is because it's easy to get money. Uh, there's lots of stuff out there, but these guys, when you win and you need money out, they will pay you. They have in-game live betting, over and unders, fantasy point scoring, which I love that kind of stuff. It is all there. So. Uh, they even have a new promotion, which is pretty cool. And if you deposit anytime after 7 p.m. Eastern, that's 10 p.m. Pacific time, right? They will give you an extra $25 free play. Uh, so if you deposit $100 or over $100, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar and throw in an additional $25 on top of that. All you have to do is use the promo code RUSH100. Again, R-U-S-H-100. No spaces. Um, and if you do that, it activates the offer. So just head over to my bookie and just type in that promo code rush 100. And again, you, there's so much free stuff that you can get there. And again, if you are depositing late after 10 PM Pacific time, enter in rush 125, no spaces. And then they will match you dollar for dollar and add that extra 25 bucks on top. So it's a win win. So let's jump into the defensive player breakdown, and I got to start with my boy, DeForest Buckner. Comes out just on the opening play uh, drive of the game and gets a sack, and he almost got there the play before. He almost had two sacks in a row on the opening drive, but he is just unreal. So he gets a sack, almost gets a sack on first down, gets a sack on second down, then third down forces Cousins out of the pocket. Three straight plays, and this is after they're driving at midfield. Forced a punt on third and 14, just absolutely incredible. And his second sack was probably my favorite. We had a three-man rush. <laughs> that is it, right before the half. So we dropped seven, and we had one uh, guy spying. And we just rushed three men against their 5-0 linemen. And so DeForest Buckner got double teamed and just straight-up effort, refused to give up, and got another sack. Just absolutely incredible because that's the thing with him. He has the skill, one of the best swim moves in the entire NFL. But on top of that, he never stops running. He, he goes all out every single play, which is saying a lot because he is on the field nonstop. <laughs> it's just what he does. So of all of the defensive plays that we had out there, DeForest Buckner played 54, which was the most uh, for the offensive line. And so 54 snaps out of 71. Um, again, the only people that played every single snap for our defense were all four secondary, secondary members, uh, Kilo, Richard Sherman, Chiquisky Tart, and of course our free safety Colbert. And our rookie linebacker, Fred Warner. So that should tell you something about how great Warner played. Now, moving on to the bad news. I'm going to go D-line first. Solomon Thomas. Oh, my goodness. Solomon Thomas only played 35 snaps. He was out there less than half of the snaps, and he graded out terribly. Uh, he was a bottom five defender. Um, as far as grades go, with a 48.5. He just really did not do much at all. He got one tackle. That's a, two tackles. Sorry, I apologize. Don't want to short him that. 
Um, one unassisted, and that's just kind of what it is. And he had one run stop. But outside of that, man, there were really no pressures whatsoever. It seems like his playing time is going to Cassius Marsh. For He got 39 snaps. So I, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, a lot of people get upset at me whenever I talk bad about Solomon Thomas. I get it. We picked him third overall last year. Everybody loves so many flashes, but he's not consistent. And whenever you add to that the mental mistakes that he made with that offsides penalty on fourth and one, things like that, it's consistency. That's all it is. And again, he is rated as the worst tackler that we had by Pro Football Focus with a grade of 38. Uh, that's terrible. He has to fix this situation. He, he really does. Um, he, he doesn't use his arms very well. He's very explosive. But he's got to get out there, and he's got to make better plays. He lost contained for a first down twice, missed a tackle on Cooks, Dalvin Cook for an extra six yards, gave up a first down because of that. Um, but he did make an effort play to get to Cousins on third and 14 one time where Cousins scrambled, and he tackled him just short of the first down and forced a punt, so that was good. He just, he's got to step up his game. I don't see his snaps going up next week. I just don't see it. He, he's got a ways to go. Eric Armstead had an absolutely amazing game. It didn't show up as much in the stat line, but the one thing that Eric Armstead can do he caves in an offensive line. And what I mean by that is he shrinks the gaps down. So he'll play outside contain as the defensive line position. And he extends his arms and plays with length so well at the point of contact. The one thing he doesn't do is get after the quarterback. But he squeezes down the tackle into the guard spot. And so if there's an inside running play, one, nobody's touching the linebacker. Two, there's no hole to run through, so you kind of have to bounce it outside. So he played absolutely incredible. Man, he had a great run stop right after uh, one of Jimmy Garoppolo's interceptions. And so they had a short field that was looking bad. He came in and just made a great play and made it second and 12 right off the start. And so it's little bitty things like that that help us out a lot. Um, and even, I'll say this, three independent run stops on his own on three tackles. Again, his statistical night is not great, but the reason why Fred Warner played the way he did had a lot to do with Eric Armstead. Blair got in some. He didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, he got his half sack, which was great, um, but 24 snaps. It seemed like him and Solomon Thomas kind of split time. That's what it is. Ronald Blair graded out better than Solomon Thomas, but not by much. Cassius Marsh, man, I don't know what to think about this cat. 39 snaps, and he just is taken out of so many plays. He's so tiny, and if the linemen get their hands on him, it's just over. His entire play is over. There are several times where he blitzed so deep where he was running his arc to the passer 10 yards behind the quarterback, and it's just like, what are you doing back there, man? Like, you're, you're not doing anything. So he had an awful first half, zero positive plays in the first half. He did make his very first positive play. He came in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. And he kind of turned it on then. It seemed like offensive line was getting tired. So he stepped up his game big time. Um, Julian Taylor was an, an healthy scratch, which just kind of shows you where our defensive line strengths are. He is going to be a stash player for the long haul. Earl Mitchell. Made a great play in the goal line. You know, he was he was in and out. He didn't do a whole lot, um, but he is going to remain the starter. He got 32 snaps at nose tackle, whereas DJ Jones got 19. And again, statistically speaking, Earl Mitchell was much better there as well this week. Uh, two pressures. 
He got two tackles as well. DJ Jones got two tackles, but it seems like it's going to be Earl Mitchell about two series, and then DJ Jones goes in the third series and back and forth. That's kind of what they're doing there. I, I don't want to talk a lot about Brock Coyle. He is done. He broke a small bone in his back. And so I just want to say thanks to Brock Coyle and everything he did. He had a terrible game. He was the worst rated defender that we had. But the guy plays hard. And he was playing out of position. You should never start Brock Coyle at the will position. That is not his athletic prowess. He is a Sam or Mike backer at best. But we didn't want to put Fred Warner out there with Elijah Lee. So let's talk about Fred Warner, then we'll get to Elijah Lee. Fred Warner was incredible. Absolutely just unreal at the mic backer. He had no problems getting everybody lined up. He was in communications with the defense or with the coordinators the whole time and just played awesome. So let's talk about these stats. Nine tackles led the team. Absolutely incredible. He did have one missed tackle, but he only got three yards after that. Five independent run stops. This is insane. And he's playing out of position. Fred Warner's not a Mike backer. He is a will. That's just what he is. Force fumble. One. He was targeted five times in the passing game. He gave up three catches um, for 19 yards. Ten yards after catch. That's all he gave. And he had one pass breakup, which was just beautiful. Um, he read that it was a pass. And he starts to drop back into his zone. And he opens up and flashes to the defensive left, the offensive right. Thielen is coming on a slant. Thielen's one of the best slant runners in the entire NFL. And he timed it up perfectly, got his long mitts on the ball, and deflected the ball away. And it was on a third down, too. Um, and, and that's the thing that this guy brings. He is so versatile. He is a three-down linebacker. Whenever Reuben Foster gets back, this is going to be unreal. Now, Elijah Lee, believe it or not, he came in after Brock Coyle went down and only played 10 snaps. But in those 10 snaps, he rated as the number one overall graded defender by Pro Football Focus. He received a 90.4 grade and was everywhere. In 10 plays, he had three independent stops. He looked unreal from the get-go. I am very excited about this young guy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Out of, uh, he is very, very talented. He just... He, he doesn't make the best decisions, but he plays all out. So next week is going to be fun because he should be starting. Malcolm Smith, I'm not counting on him to be healthy. I, we may never see Malcolm Smith ever in a 49ers uniform again, to be honest with you. So I'm hoping we see Elijah Lee out there. Uh, Mark Nzocha played great. Got out there. He did mix, uh, miss a tackle early on Dalvin Cook, but then he broke up a pass late. And, man, he just was making plays. You know, he didn't get a lot of playing time as the sandbacker against that team. Uh, he got in there for 33 snaps, so about half. And he didn't really show up a lot. But he did get a pass defense, and he was always around the ball when he was in there. So let's move on to our secondary now. Richard Sherman. Holy freaking cow. The third-rated defender. He played all 71 snaps for the defense and gave up one catch. <laughs> they stayed away from him. Three targets, he gave up one catch, and it was on a comeback route from Diggs. It was just a great route and a great throw. Um, he was playing deep. He, he had deep third in that play, and he played it right, but it's just what it is. He did get one pass breakup and one fumble recovery. Just he changes our defense because even though you're looking at two of the best wide receivers in the NFL and Adam Thielen and Stephen Diggs, Richard Sherman had it. I mean, it, that was his. And Akilah Witherspoon, again, 
He played great on the other side. He gave up a touchdown on a fade route to Diggs. Um, he had super close coverage, but it was a perfect pass, perfect catch. Um, that's just part of it. It's going to happen whenever you're playing against guys um, at that caliber. caliber. However, the, the, his play of the game came against Adam Thielen. I talked about how he can run slants, and he juked uh, Aquilo really, really well. He had him on two steps. Uh, the ball was put in the right place, but his long arms, he laid out and broke it up the last minute. The ball was caught, and he knocked it out so that he couldn't finish the catch. Just an absolute great game. Um, again, he was targeted three times as well, only gave up one catch, just like Sherman, except his went for a touchdown, and he also had a pass breakup as well. So great game by him. Kawan Williams, not too bad. He got killed on a slant early. Uh, I mean, that's all. That, that's really all they do with Adam Thielen. He runs a slant on the right side, slant on the left side, slant on the right side, slant on the left side. And so the, he, he just did this all game. So Kawan Williams, he graded out kind of middle of the grade. He was targeted five times, gave up three catches for 62 yards, and half of that was on one play, that 33-yard to um, Thielen. And so that, that's kind of what it was. He did get one pass breakup as well, but... Man, our corners are great. I ain't got no problem with those. And even DJ Reed, he didn't get a lot of snaps, uh, but he started the t uh, the game off as kickoff returner. So he's he's going to have a role, and he's kind of backing up everywhere. He, he's Jimmy Ward, but better. He can play quarter, he can play safety, but he stays healthy. So now let's get into our safeties, and I'm just going to tell you right now, it was bad. Um, <laughs> Adrian Colbert. And Quisky Tart both graded out 50 and below. Colbert was a 46.3, and Jaquisky Tart came out at a 58.6. Uh, they both played every single snap, uh, and so let, let's focus on Tart. Let's do this. He's such a splash player. We've talked about this before. He gets six tackles. He's very active. He's always around the ball, but he had three missed tackles, all for first downs. But then again, he has back-to-back -back missed tackles, and then he gets a tackle for loss where he crashes the line and makes an amazing one-on-one -on -one play. Fell down on a screen to Cook and gave up a free first down in coverage. And again, next play, he makes a great play off the edge for zero yards. Then he misses a tackle on Cook for 10 yards. He misses another tackle two plays later on the same drive. Uh, just these things keep happening. And it seemed like as soon as the second half started, they targeted him three plays in a row so you can tell their coaching adjustment was let's target Jaquiski tart and so they came out and just boom 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 three targets in a row then he gets a tackle for loss as i said earlier so it's interesting it's one of the worst individual games that i have seen in a while from him but he makes positive plays he just has really bad plays and then really good plays so i i don't know i <laughs> I'm very worried about Tart, and if we look at what Colbert did, he was never even in the screen. He he was he was back, and so maybe you could say we didn't get beat deep in the middle of the field, and he did his job. But again, um, he was targeted once and gave up a catch for 11 yards, and so I, I guess that's good to say about a free safety. He got in on five tackles, but we need explosiveness for from him especially with young linebackers. It's just what we need. So uh, we need those guys to step up their game. Uh, that's just basically what it is. So that's going to do it for us here at the 49ers Rush Podcast. We are going to have another episode to preview 
this week's game against the Detroit Lions, and we're going to have our area scout on at Kadu Clayton. He's going to be on to break down the game stats, who to watch out for, who to exploit, and all those things. So stay tuned for that. But just want to say thanks, Faithful. If you have not already, please subscribe, rate, or review the show. It helps us out a lot here at the 49ers Rush Podcast. And stay strong, Faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.